Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Predetermined at Pro Wrestling Hangout. Uh, I'm Chris uh, with Facts. Yep, I'm I'm here. I'm Facts. Uh, we don't have Garrett tonight, um, and uh, so we'll be doing this uh, just the two of us. We actually Garrett and I recorded an episode on Monday night um, that'll be in the feed in the not too distant future. Um, the issue, of course, being that on Tuesday night, uh, Jamin Pugh, Jay Briscoe passed away. And we, uh, the episode we recorded on Monday is not reflective of the mood of uh, ourselves or the wrestling world right now. So, uh, Fax and I wanted to sort of talk about this a little bit and kind of get those feelings out. It's been hitting us kind of hard. It, we um, always say, like, you know, our old podcast was really sort of a getting about the emotional connection to professional wrestling. And, yeah. Um, we're feeling pretty uh, emotionally connected to this one, so we just wanted to kind of talk about it and process it and, and pay tribute in our own way. Um, so how you yeah, feeling, Rex? And likewise, like, um, you know, with the next episode, you know, uh, when you listen to it, like, you know, Chris and, and Garrett did not know what was going to happen uh, shortly thereafter. And, and hey, if you're listening to this in the feed, like, months down the road, and you're looking for, you know, Vince penis hole jokes... Uh, maybe skip this episode. This is, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to be talking about it because uh, I'm not feeling great, Chris. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, I uh, I told you guys, you know, we, you know, me, you, Garrett, Derek, we all have kind of a long running permanent text thread. Right. Mm. And um, I actually uh, I'd been out of town on vacation. And last night, like I was so tired after my first day back at work and I like shut off all of my equipment. I went to bed early. And then when I woke up today. Uh, this is Wednesday when we record. I didn't look at anything. I immediately just like did, took a shower and kind of got right to work. So I actually didn't see the news until I was on the lunch break from work. Um, and then I, I got all of the news. Like I didn't get it in chunks. Like I got I literally was past, you know, I was I was eating my lunch. I was going through, um, you know, uh, my news feed and I saw something about a, a Briscoe dying in like the wrestling news. And I honestly thought it was going to be like Jerry Briscoe generation kind of thing. Yeah. And I kind of thought like I clicked it open and I'm like, Oh, holy shit. And then as soon as I get more details and I see that I've like 68 unread messages, it just was like, uh, uh, uh. And like, I actually told my boss, I'm like, I, I actually think I need the rest of the day off. I don't think I can go back to work. I, I cried, Chris. I, you know, we've unfortunately been through a lot of wrestler deaths, um, but this one hit really, really close. You know, um, we'll get into it more, but like, obviously you and I have um, quite a relationship with the Briscoes and, you know, reading, he was gone. Um, two of his daughters were in critical condition. One uh, needed surgery to, to save her chance at being able to walk again. It, it's yeah. just on all these levels, particularly as, as you know, listeners to the podcast know, like we had interacted with the Briscoe family at the reason hog show, which according to cage match, which I assume was, was, was Jay's last match, which we were there uh, in the house for, uh, how are you doing? I, I told you, cause I, and I told you, I was like, well, facts, I, I don't think I'd be working today if I hadn't had about three hours just, kind of sitting like a zombie last night i actually i i got the i got a text from garrett and it was the tony khan tweet which is i guess that was the sort of weird thing is that initially is that there were you know there were so few details but 
like it came from Tony Khan. This wasn't this wasn't a lie. And so there was that just um, feeling very numb and just spending literally probably about three hours just kind of sitting, staring, trying to understand. It was it was kind of a weird feeling because I think sometimes when uh, anyone passes a wrestler or anyone else, sometimes it's it's kind of easy to kind of feel exactly quickly like, okay, this is feels like a loss because of X. And it it kind of took me a while to sort of unpack within myself kind of like there's kind of like it felt a little hollow because I, I, in parts of my brain, the first thing went to like, fuck, like we will we'll never get to see this guy wrestle again, which is in yeah. some ways the least of it. Um, But it, it's not it's not just that. And it's so many things kind of coming together where you realize it's it's that on top of the the role he played as a wrestler, yeah. I think, in our journeys as fans. It's I, as as a, a guy who's like eight months older than he was, um, who also has kids. There's a bit of that, right? Where you're just like, yeah, oh, fuck, like, um, and just yeah, just that feeling of like, I, I, there's a lot kind of swirling, you know. Well, and and I think two like kind of related things are like, it's so unexpected because like not for nothing, we've been desensitized to wrestling deaths, where a lot of them are like. Oh, was it drugs? It was drugs, wasn't it? Right? Yeah. And if it's like, hey, if Jimmy Havoc was the one that had shown up on my feet is dead, I probably would have been like, oh, that, you know, yep, that checks out, you know. And and I don't actually know if Jimmy Havoc does drugs or something like that, but like, wouldn't well, surprise me. His but, generation, but, right? I think about the yeah. people he came up with, right? And like, you know, Trent Acid is gone, but Trent Acid had you know, he died from drugs, and right. there were the guys who did a lot of deathmatch who, you know, we lost to frankly probably to like the emotional trauma from head injuries and a lot of you know i mean like yeah i mean i think they're all those things are intermingled but you you don't you don't think of of uh, jay briscoe is one of those guys right you you think of him as he was a family man like yeah he'd go out and you know what i i i was gonna do a a seltzer but i'm gonna crack open a pbr because that's of what was in my fridge that felt like the briscoeiest drink i had (laughs) um but he legitimately, and we know this for a fact, was a family man. Like we talked about it on this podcast. We we kind of poked some jokes at it, but it was it, it was a joke that came out of love because we knew it was real, right? Yeah. And you see these videos of him doing cheer routines with his daughter during the lockout that was on the ROH feed, um, even though he himself was not a social media guy. Um And like, no, he really was this kind of humble family man, chicken farmer that just happened to also be a virtuoso wrestler with his brother. And it, it, I think that those things combine over like, you don't, you don't expect anyone to die at 38 years old, but like, you really didn't feel like this guy was going to be one of the, like, if you had, if you had told me one of the wrestlers you love is going to die this week, he would have been one of the last people I would have, I would have guessed. Yeah. And of course, because it was this sudden, violent thing. And then that ties together with the fact that you don't think it's him is because he's such a family man. And then you find out about the daughters yeah. in the accent as well. And that's where I think it really, it really, really, really hurts. You know, and you think about, you know, we saw the Briscoe family. We saw Mark's kids, right? And you're like, yeah. they lost their uncle. Their, their cousins are in the hospital right now. Like the damage to the pew family is just insurmountable you know almost insurmountable 
they were just so very again and and ultimately and it's our, our interactions you've interacted with them too and it's just all this story great story about you meeting jay a bunch of years ago but like they just there's just like a kind of a basic kindness you know what i mean and it's kind of in, it's interesting in that like you know i don't know how much we would have talked about if, if we, were, we probably would have talked about our kids right if i had a conversation with jay Brisbane. yeah but like just like this ultimate kindness where it seemed to cut across like boundaries and cut across mm-hmm. um like it seemed like what he loved in this world was like his family and wrestling and it sort of felt like and it seemed in the tributes and and again just the way we were sort of responding it's like what i mean we're all aren't we all the same you know kind of thing feeling like really connected to that spirit that he had of like these like this is what i love you know and we're like yeah we we get it we love it too i mean yeah i mean words just can't like like this is how impactful it was literally so i just was at my you know i work from home but i'm at my desk at work I'm just kind of processing, processing. I, I, I finished my lunch while I'm like reading all this coverage and telling people at work, like, I'm going to need a minute here. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll be online later today, but don't bank on it. And like, then I went for a long walk to try to clear my head. But of course, I can't think about anything else. And I come back and I just like, well, what am I going to do? I kind of, you know, <laughs> I just like cuddled with my cats because I just needed to do something to feel better. And I kind of started reading a little bit more. And like, Hours had passed, and I had, had probably thousands of different thoughts on the topic had passed through my head before I read something probably on Twitter, maybe somewhere else. That it was just like the Briscoes, who are 28 days into their 13th title reign, I had forgotten that they were the current champions. It just wasn't important, right? It just wasn't an important detail to remember. But I'm like, and I saw people on like Instagram on because because AEW had just posted something like uh like right around the same time the news broke about the next ROH pay-per-view in LA in uh, Mm. WrestleMania weekend. And people are all like, what are they going to do with the belts? And I'm like, what? Who the fuck cares about what they're doing with these ROH belts right now? You know? And, and I did, uh, I did watch retire him honest or just give, I mean, honestly, just just name them after the Briscoes. Honestly. I mean, what else, you know? Yeah. Change the Crockett cup to be the Briscoe cup. But and it's going to be, you know, we'll talk about it on later podcasts. It's going to be weird. Like, what do you do with, like, I would love to see Bris- Mark Briscoe against Claudio for that title. But, like, we can talk about that later. <laughs> That's not important. Um, what they know, do the with the tag thing- titles is not important. Uh, I'm sure it sucks from a business angle that the Briscoes were going to be the biggest stars on the new ROH show they want to start. But, you know, even Tony Khan will tell you that's not the most important thing right now. You know, but that is there's the one thing in there that I, that I did think about that it's, it's sort of so hard to connect is that like thinking about seeing Mark Briscoe wrestle again, again, it came like what they did came from such a place of joy and, and like happiness to be doing what they did that it does feel like, I don't, again, well down the road, but it's hard to imagine thinking about Mark Briscoe wrestling again. I mean, even when, when they both had really good singles runs in ROH, right? Like Jake was two time world champion, Mark was a TV champion, and like I believe there was a time, if memory serves, um, I, I think that card where it was the um, Jay Briscoe against Jay Lethal for the world title. The, the I think that was a final battle. I believe Mark Briscoe was TV champion at the same time Jay was world yeah. champion, right? Well, and that was and it, that show, that final battle. That was I think uh, best of the best in the world. Oh, best in the world. Okay, that, yeah, yeah, I was right. gonna say that was 
I was always say I, I was at the first ROH show, Jay Briscoe versus Red. He's the first match on that show. Yep. And I come I, again. I hadn't been to an ROH show. I'd been kind of on and off with wrestling when you kind of took me in, in your sort of journey with ROH. And who's yeah. main eventing a show back up to ROH? And who's the got the world title? It's Jay Briscoe, right? And of course, it makes total total fucking sense that you know Jay Briscoe is the guy who's there. And I think that's kind of part, I mean, part of the thing that I think connects is is that he's really part of our journeys as wrestling fans as roh fans which is really a lot roh is a lot of our journey as wrestling fans that um like i think of it as you know he again he and i turned 18 less than a year apart that's really when i think about that time in the indie scene and that time that's really kind of what ignited my i feel like my adult wrestling fandom right so his career like overlaps exactly right with that's when they debuted and so his career it's like it's the same thing like it's the arc of like my life and arrest as a wrestling fan my adult life is tied like it's it's all connected and And they've been amazing for all of it you know he's a wrestling fan from the northeast obviously you know a little further south than where you and i grew up Mm -hmm. um chicken farmer a little bit different than the scenarios you and i grew up in but but there's a lot of that dna that's that's the same right and he 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 did it (laughs) we thought about it yeah he did it and and yeah and i I just do want to close one note is like i think i don't think it's gonna hurt to see Mark Briscoe wrestle without his brother. Mm. I, I think that it would hurt if it was tonight, <laughs> but it won't. And, and, mm. and I love Mark Briscoe and I'm going to love to see him out there. And I'm fine. If he has a great career, he's going to be in stables. He's going to be, but I, I never, ever, 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 ever want to see Mark Briscoe in a tag team match with anyone else. In, yeah. Unless one of their children, uh, you know, many years from now, one of their children is ready to step in the ring. Yeah. Then okay, I'll, I'll allow it. But I don't. I, I, I. That is something that I just is is going to be really would be really hard to, to swallow. But again, now it's just I. It's thinking through, and this is why I think it's been so devastating. It's, and it's this type of thing that we're not working through. Is I very much very quickly started making my piece. I know we we joke around on this podcast. You know, I say that my social media is Jimmy Lloyd's IMDb. My actual. My actual one is Jimmy Fax. You can find me on Instagram. I posted, you know, that story. We've talked about it on this podcast. We've, I've talked about it on our previous podcast, The Best There Ever Was. Um, you can read about it there. But, like, these great interactions. And, like, I, I definitely got that of, like, celebrating Jay Briscoe and remembering Jay Briscoe. And all remember the good things. But that's where then I you snap back. Because as soon as I start remembering going, well, you know what? He's going to have there's going to be a legend, right? And his children are going to grow up hearing about the legend of their father and and rightfully so. But, but then you go back and you think about the daughters right now. And that's where it just brings yeah. you back. You go, shit, fuck, you know, they're dealing with this right now. And it's just, it's awful. Like I, I've actually been thinking about death wrestling a lot lately. I, I just started reading while I was on vacation. I started reading uh, the Eddie Guerrero biography um i think it's called cheating life stealing death mm-hmm. very ironic title and he wrote it and it came out shortly before he died and literally i have the paperback edition and it has a foreword by vince mcmahon who acknowledges like eddie died recently like when the paperback had come out and of course that hangs over everything like he's talking about meeting vicky guerrero and you're like yeah i know we all know about vicky like 
there's generations wrestling fans that know Vicky. They don't really know you, maybe, Eddie. And, of course, he talks about his father. You know his father's going to be dead uh, early on. It's like, I never knew Gory Guerrero. Obviously, he, he died a long time ago. And then he talks about meeting Chris Benoit, and none of the Benoit stuff had happened. And he's talking about, and there's just all of this death, 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 death. And and you think about it, and so it's kind of been on my mind in a weird way. But yet, I still was so, because obviously, like, Eddie had his demons, right? With with painkillers and with alcohol. Um, Jay, Jay, I mean... I, to, I've never heard of anything like that. Like I, he could be one of the boys and go out for a drink, yeah. but I've never heard about abuse of alcohol or drugs. Um, yeah. And then Benoit, obviously, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other topic, and I don't want to get it even darker than it is, but it's like it's this weird dichotomy that I'm thinking about the darkest corners of wrestling. And then I think about the Briscoes and how much joy that they're really the light. And, and the fact that They've had, I would say, them and FTR had unequivocally, right, the best series of tag matches. You can nitpick if one of those, it, like the dog collar, is the one I would, is the greatest tag right. match ever. But two out of those three, at least, are easily top 10 of all time. And there's never been a three match series in tag team wrestling like that ever. Um, and, and they're getting all of these new fans, and it's just, um, yeah, there does. Again, it's not the most important. It does feel like, I mean, from an art perspective, like they were making a lot of wonderful art right now, like a month ago, like was maybe one of their greatest matches. And they were, you know, frankly, you could have sold me on FTR Briscoe's at literally every ROH pay-per-view forever. And I would have bought, paid $40 for it at that point. And even uh, that the, that very last match that you and I were in attendance were and your daughter who yes with the Briscoe children like we were there at House of Glory and it was this amazing story that like there were stuff for kids there were stuff for like hardcore wrestling enthusiasts there were this this again this the storytelling like you're saying with that intentional intentionally giving up a fall so they could get to the like it was just brilliant right and and it was interesting because like you know we obviously talked many hours ago that we were going to do probably record something tonight just to talk about it and so my my head starts gravitating towards well outside of the most recent stuff like what what would i recommend for somebody who maybe isn't familiar with the full ouvoir of jay briscoe's work and it's like man i can't there's just too much and there's so many different eras and there's just so much that's so good but just, you know, like if you're somebody that that only knows Jay Briscoe from the last couple of years, just go down a YouTube hole. You know, when when ROH Honor Club comes back and, and there's a ton, by the way, on the ROH YouTube feed, like just go to, you know, Briscoe's full match, Briscoe Brothers full match, Jay Briscoe full match. There's hours of it. And just it's none of it's bad right there was no like we would we were talking about a month ago about how there was an era where the briscoes weren't as exciting anymore just because they'd gone against everyone a million times but there's never an era that they weren't great yeah i mean in the in his career there's you could probably find at least one exceptional match per year and and some many some years there's many more you know but um as I was thinking about too, that I, I mean, one thing I would recommend if you if you've never gone back and seen him to go to watch at least one of the early matches with him against his brother and just yes. like the sort of explosion of energy where, you know, like, I don't know where these two kids are going. Like they've got a future if they've got a future. 
um but there's this is something different you know and, and uh yeah and i would say generally from anything from like let's say like 2016 on i would just say go after the big names because when they're going against another big team or he's going against somebody another big name in a singles match they bring it every single time you go like i remember us even talking about like ooh them and the gorillas of destiny do we think that's going to be good and mostly because we weren't totally sure if the gorillas quite frankly <laughs> could hold up and those matches are excellent right them Fantastic. and the young excellent right every young bucks I mean, match as we joke about how many they had they're all great just pick any one of them all great socal uncensored great um obviously the ftr matches great um i was thinking about the ones with like brody king and pco like i just loved oh. like the way all of those guys and especially reading brody's uh tribute to him last night but like the reckless abandon those all those guys all had against each other them against steen and generico right oh yeah to go all well, the way again, back top top guys right steen and generico were the top guys in roh i mean yeah. at well that and point- they I mean, Steen's uh, Owens, Kevin Owens, for those that you have, like his talks yeah. about, like, basically, he's like, we were kind of nobody at the start and they kind of helped make us. Mm-hmm. One of the things I kind of took away from reading the tributes was like how like those matches were a joy to watch, but they also seemed like everyone was like, yeah, they were a joy to do. It was a joy to work with them. Yeah, kind of thought one of the, the parallels that I kind of drew I was thinking about was to like Bobby Eaton in a weird way and that sounds like kind of maybe an odd comparison but the idea being that like both of those guys obviously two of the greatest tag team wrestlers ever everyone seemed to love being around them and working with them and they kind of told their best stories in the ring like you know jay briscoe cut a much stronger promo than bobby eaton could but when i think about jay briscoe i don't i don't think about the promos really i think about like how if i knew i was gonna get to see the briscoes wrestle that night there was a a 100% chance it was going to be good and a really good chance it was going to be special and memorable. You know, mm-hmm. that like that's where it's like ultimately it's just this like body of artwork in the same way that I feel like kind of like Bobby left behind, right? Uh, luckily older in that card, but um that you're just like you go back and you're just like what should I do? Should I, what do, what do I need to understand about it? And it's like just watch the matches. It's all there. Like their whole like everything's like poured into that you know that's the thing they gave everything for it and And again that's that's why the ftr match is in some ways such a perfect like summation in a lot of ways because like both of all those guys poured so much into that and you're just like you watch that and you're like i can't believe these guys have given so much to it you know and and, and i think anyone with fight plus should if they haven't seen it check out that hog match the last match because it's remarkable that that's like a week later and they still go hard and they do so many different things and they're going against this this very different team, right? The main event are, are a fun team. They're not FTR, but it, it was so great in such a different way. And I think that and, – and also, like like Bobby Eaton, I think, they never hurt anybody, right? Like that's remarkable yeah. when you look at how, how bloody and battered they are and their opponents are after so many of these matches. And you never really heard about like major injuries or things like that beyond like normal things that happen, right? If anything, they would get hurt. <laughs> the other yeah. And I even think about one of my first times, you know, uh, before I'd gotten kind of fully regular into ROH, um, I would check in now and then when I was kind of with, with, with fans that were kind of still hardcore into it during my like off period. And I remember even the first time I had like the first time that really like burned into my brain 
Like I know these guys. I will never forget these guys. It was when the Briscoes tagged with their father against <laughs> Claudio, Chris Hero, the Kings of Wrestling, and their manager, whose name is escaping me. Um, who was? It doesn't matter. Um, and like, hey, was that like a like a five star classic? Probably not. Um, I, I haven't seen it recently, but like, I just remember being blown away with this is so cool. And this is such an interesting match. And like, of course that's not going to stand up to the dog collar match against FTR, but it's, they have had like, I think especially like people that are more recently into the Briscoes, even of the last five years made of a certain perception, which isn't wrong that I don't, wouldn't call them like a hardcore team. They're certainly not a death match team to that level, but they basically have elevated and perfected and like perfected over 20 years the like wwe attitude era brawler main event style like they just continued doing those matches that like triple h and steve austin and the undertaker and the rock and mankind were having from like 98 to 2003 or whatever and they just got way way better at them and that's fair but they also could there's almost nothing they those guys can't do right they go off the top they could do lucha libre stuff um and and even on they the could money. go with the bucks you know what i mean you look at those bucks most like the the one i always think about with the bucks is final battle i think it's 2016 um because okay. that was one of the first ones i remember being there and being like oh a the like i think the bucks are amazing but part of it was also going like oh yeah the briscoes are yeah it's am- like yeah, like the two the the two of them together, and I can still I can still sort of in my mind's eye like see us like sitting on the upper level at the hammer sign and seeing them like the Briscoe is like telling the Bucks to throw super kicks at them and the the Bucks just throwing them over and over again and just like the peak that they were able to build that to and I like again it's all of these yeah it's like it's like he left all of these like indelible wrestling memories with us where like you like I can still see like where I was and how I was feeling when I saw Jay Briscoe do all these things, you know? No, I I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. And, and yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know, as, as trying to, I guess, kind of wrap it up a little bit, I guess what I, I kind of take away is that like, we've got all these indelible memories of Jay Briscoe and is, it's great that we have them. I I'm really sad. We're not going to get to make any more, I think, which it's a little, I think my I, one of the hardest things I think I, I processed through last night um, or, or I guess maybe I'm still processing through is sort of like that my initial feeling felt a little selfish. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, oh, we we won't get to see him wrestle anymore. Um, I guess, though, it again, it, it kind of comes full circle in the sense of like he doesn't get to wrestle anymore and he doesn't get to wrestle with his brother anymore. And the people who made art with him like you know so much of him like poured out into wrestling that like we're all feeling kind of a a version of that like it's like a a family lost someone and we're sad about that and he made um so much so much wonderful that again he won't get to make um anymore and it it all kind of adds up to just a i don't know just a really sad feeling yeah, and, and I just hope the family recovers. Um, and I don't mean just Mark's wrestling career, right? I, I yeah. I hope I hope the family recovers. I hope 
I hope obviously the daughters can make as, as close to a full recovery as possible. Um, you know, it, it, and this is, it's just, it's going to hurt for a long time. Um, and it's going to hurt them a, a lot, a lot longer and a lot harder than it's going to hurt us. Jay Briscoe is one of our guys though, right? He's one that we do feel that kind of personal connection to. He was one of those guys that I, I would say, Hey, I, I wonder if he's going to notice me at the wrestling show. I wonder if he's going to remember me from this time or that time. Um, as, as Mrs. Mark said, um, we're not strangers. I'm Mark Briscoe's wife. That's true. They, they were, you know, they were friends of the family and we were friends. Of their we family. all were. Yeah. Yeah, sort of an all in a, a a Broadway. We were all kind of friends of the family, and so we're all feeling a little, you know, torn up for the family, um, and for the extended wrestling family. Kind of, again, kind of all collectively, they treated they treated their their family very well, and they treated the wrestling family as kind of part of that. And so we're all feeling, um, you know, uh, a, a version of that sadness that we again we understand is you know so much deeper for. Um, those those most closer to him. So yeah, I mean, we just have to write some new material now, right? That that one of our our top 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 uh, characters we can't go back to anytime soon. And <laughs> you know, with Moxley potentially going on vacation, it's going to be all Beast Man for a while. So um, yeah. you'll buckle up. Oh, Vince too. We got Vince. Um, we'll do our best. We'll do our we'll do our best. And uh, you know, we'll see. there's some Vince on that episode you'll hear in a couple of days. Yeah, and. and and I don't know, maybe um, don't worry. in, in, you know, when we, when we record the next, uh, non-emergency episode, maybe we'll be back to our old selves. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I don't I, I suppose I, I'm not, it's one of those as we're in it. It's like, I don't, I don't quite know how long this is going to last. I'm actually in, you know, let me go around this. I'm curious when I can even, I don't know, people have been talking about watching matches. I, I haven't. I don't know. I haven't been able to do it yet. I've I've been feeling kind of like they no, just kind of make me too sad. I when I had a little bit of time today, um, I watched a hockey game over Dynamite, and then I did watch some of Dynamite, but it, I don't think I could watch a Jay Briscoe match right now. Um, it's not going to be like Benoit where I've trouble no. watching it for a long time. I think we'll have a really great celebration of him uh, at some point, and hey, maybe that'll be the new our Honor Club relaunch, right? We'll we'll uh, we'll have a great celebration of Jay Briscoe, um, but I think we need a little bit of time to for everybody to heal before we can do that. Yeah, um, and and we hope this episode, in some way, um, if you're listening out there, help helped you. I don't know, process some of these feelings too. Yeah, we're we're um, there with you. And uh, again, you, you know our social medias, Predetermined Podcast. I'm Jimmy Fax. You are the Migs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, reach out. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Reach for the sky. Oh. Reach for the sky, boys. <laughs>